afternoon and good evening this is legacy that's at legacy l-e-g-a-s-e-i and you have now opened the playbook purpose to uplift inspire and encourage those through the power of the holy spirit given to us through jesus christ a little about me i'm just a servant i'm nothing special Um, however i was ordained as an elder Um, And I will have to say that from the age of eight, I always knew that I would be in ministry in some form or some fashion because God just showed me that I had a special calling on my life. I always had a desire to know God. I got baptized at the age of six and I knew what I was doing. It wasn't something I did because I saw everyone else doing it. I knew why I was getting baptized even at the age of six. And like many of you listening, or like some of you listening, I was raised in church, but I grew far away from the church just because I didn't like some of the religious aspects that I saw in church. It just seemed like some of the things were fake and phony, and I just didn't agree with that. And I went total 180 in the opposite direction, and I made a lot of mistakes. Um, I had a lot of bumps and bruises, uh, some minor and some major, but you know, here I am came back to Christ, thankfully, and I still wanted to be a superhero just like I was uh, when I was a child. And I thought, what better way of living out my childhood dreams than by helping to lead other people to eternal life by showing them the power of God's love. I truly hope and pray that you continue listening and know that whatever you may be going through, there's no need to fear or be dismayed, but trust in Jesus because he has a plan for you. He has a plan for your life. And the beginning of that is faith, my friend. Faith is the only way that we can really get to know God. Hebrews 11 and 1 explains to us that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This means that faith is actually something. It's a It's a substance. It's a real thing. It's something material. It's not some type of fantasy or something that's unobtainable. It is a substance of things hoped for. But what is hope? It is the feeling of what that what is wanted can be had or that events will turn out for the best. Isn't this all that we really want? Isn't this the reason that we are alive? The reason that we live each day? And make the decision not to take our own lives at the first sign of adversity because we can only hope that things turn out for the best. We can only hope that things get better with our families. We can only hope that things get better in our jobs. We can only hope that things get better in our relationships. You know, it's that hope that continues to drive us. But what about this faith thing? The substance of things hoped for must be something of infinite value. And what I'm talking about is faith, since according to the order of operations in that scripture, it has to precede hope, which contains all the things that we look forward to. It takes faith to start a business. It takes faith to be successful. It takes faith to get up out of your bed every morning to hope for a better day than yesterday. One might even say that faith must be the most precious thing that we could ever possess because it precedes hope. Jesus Christ, he is the author and finisher of our faith. 
I will go as even far to say this, that faith is the highest yielding investment that is funded by hope. So hope must be a currency, right? How is faith matured or how is it made perfect? How does it mature into that investment that yields us uh, these returns? We can see this in the story of Joseph, which can be found in Genesis chapters 37 through 50. If you want to follow along, Joseph had haters and his haters couldn't bear the fact that he had so much favor. And like most haters, they hated because they themselves were not willing to do the things necessary to put themselves in the position of the person that they hate. Genesis 37 and four says, but when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers. They hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Go for it to 20, Genesis 37 to 20. It says, come, therefore, let us now kill him and cast him into some pit. And we shall say some wild beast has devoured him. We shall see what will become of his dreams. Sounds like some people we know, whether it's family or just people on your job. There's always someone who has something to say out of spite, right? This may sometimes make you feel alone and you may feel tempted to hate back. This seems like an easy solution to a complex problem. But Luke 6, 32 through 36 says, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. If you lend to those who can repay you, why should you get any credit? Even sinners will lend to other sinners for a full return. You don't need God to do just what anyone else would do in that same circumstance. Be favored in God's eyes and love your enemies. What does that mean? Yes, even the person that talks about you at work, you have to love them too. You know, if you're really having a real problem with that person, you need to address them if it is offending you. But at the same time, don't give them back what they're giving you, right? Love them and don't judge them and pray that God changes their heart. Your dreams may lead some others to envy. And create room for the enemy whose name is Satan to lead them to conspire against you. But I will tell you this. There is hope. Revelations 3 and 8 says, I know all the things you do and I have opened a door for you that no man can close. You have little strength, yet you obeyed my word and did not deny me. You know, I was watching actually a post from Steve Harvey this morning um, that and we're in Charlotte, North Carolina, by the way. Um, that Thomas Davis had posted, you know, he was just uh, away from the Panthers. You know, not my team, but if it's your team, I'm not going to hold it against you. I'm a Giants fan. But one interesting thing that he said, he said that um, Steve Harvey was saying that, you know, it doesn't matter what. And just to summarize, it doesn't matter what anyone does to me. It doesn't matter if the networks decide to cancel my show. You know, they may think that they have control of my life, but they had control just over the network. But God has complete control of my life. And because I know that I'm not going to allow myself to get down as a result of what they may do. And I'm assuming that Thomas Davis took those words of encouragement and that is continuing to drive him forward. It's continuing to put him in the weight room. It's continuing to put him on the field so that he can continue um, his career in the NFL. I relate so much to Thomas Davis in that in the aspect, not only because I played football, I was a college football player, um, but because I've been in that same position. 
you know, I actually ended up here in the city of Charlotte because like many of you on your job, you may have had haters and you felt like you were never going to get to that position, you know, that you felt like you needed to get to. And as a result, I had to step out on faith and I decided to move. I had a really good paying job with, with, with another company. But when I saw that that door was closing and that God was not opening another door there, I prayed and I asked God, I said, Lord, show me what the next move is. And he did instantly got offered the job. You know, everything was great, but I was still hesitant because I knew that I was going to take a pay cut. I got down and I prayed and God showed me an open door and the door opened to the right. So it was the right door. Obviously, I didn't hesitate. I took the job, right? I believed and I trusted God. I will say this to you today. Invest that hope that you have today in faith. Don't give in to the naysayers, no matter who they are. The things that they may say about you can't hurt you and they are of no effect. If what they did actually close a door in your life, know that the door that God has already opened for you, no man can shut. Trust God today that he leads you to that open door. And if you are in a pit season, understand that even for Joseph, the pit came before the palace. And when you are in that pit, you may notice that the only direction that you can look is up. Just to give you a little bit more insight on on who I am and, and what I've been through. Um, about five years ago, I actually worked, I worked in the jail and, you know, I was in one of the most horrible places in my life and I got to see some of the worst atrocities known to mankind. Just some of the things that I've seen from people that worked there, from other inmates, it was just really, really disgusting and I could not wait to get out of that job. The only problem was I was at a point in which I was not listening to God. I was not praying. I, I did not trust. I did not believe. And I was doing a whole lot of sinning. Um, my days consisted of, of, of getting high every day, getting drunk, and even getting high going to my job in law enforcement um, and putting myself in danger of actually ending up in the same situation of the inmates that I locked up, right? So, you know, in that, I also had this this extreme drive for money. Everything was about money. And, you know, I got involved into a Ponzi scheme and lost everything that I had, you know, while actually being admitted to um, one of the top NBA programs in the country. Well, make a long story short, I didn't stay there long because I didn't have any money. I lost everything that I had. I left my job. I had to give away all of my furniture. It was one of the most humbling experiences in my life, especially for a man to not have any money. And I remembered um, as I called the school and I told him, I said, look, I'm not going to be able to come back. I tried to get my initial deposit back and they told me that they weren't going to be able to do that. And that was all that I had left after I had lost everything that I had. And I, I was, I was so upset and I felt like giving up. I even thought I was going to kill myself, but I was laying, um, and this is after leaving my apartment because I, I got evicted. Um, I was laying on, um, my baby brother's bed actually, because I had to move back home and I was laying there and I was crying, um, eyes wide open. And I kid you not, I saw these big, 
big arms of lightning wrap around my body. And I felt a love that was just unimaginable, unimaginable love. It was better than anything, any drug that I've ever done. It was better than any time that I've ever had. It was better than, you know, any sex that I've ever had. And from that point, I knew that God was real. I listened to the sermons growing up and I only had an idea of God. I I said, well, you know, I should believe in God just because everybody else does. And, you know, I looked at statistics. I said that, you know, 80% of the world are Christians. So, you know, that then Jesus Christ must be real. But I really had no real understanding of who he was to me until I felt physically felt God's love. Wasn't a dream. My eyes were wide open and I saw this happening. And from that point on, and it took a while to actually get to the place to where I was actually living for Christ every day. But from that point on, I had to make some changes. I I saw that I was in a pit and the only way obviously that I could see was up. I began to read the word. I began to really try to understand. I said, Lord, I just want to learn how to hear from you so that maybe I won't make some of these same mistakes again and that maybe I'll be able to help someone else in my same situation, you know, from making the wrong mistakes, you know, the mis- not the wrong mistakes, but making the mistakes that I made to put myself in this position and gradual process. Right. That's how God works. Satan, he's instantaneous. He's microwave. You know, God is more crockpot. You know, he wants everything to merit in and he wants to know that he can trust you before he gives you the thing that you're praying for. And from that point, I took on some really, really menial jobs to try to get myself back on my feet. And from that point, you know, I just saw the favor of God work as I continued to uh, move towards him. And I, I got I got the job that I was in that I just left. Um, which was a huge blessing to me, even though I didn't go to places I wanted to go. It was a huge blessing and it helped me out a lot financially um, and actually led me to uh, where I'm at today. It led me to this podcast. Everything, you know, has worked in perfect order. I say that to say this, wherever you're investing your hope, there's no better investment than faith. And I want to leave you with that today. And I just want to pray with you wherever you may be at right now, wherever you may be listening. If you're on your drive to work, if you're coming home from work, Father God, I just thank you, Lord God, for your grace and mercy, Lord God, for your love that has abounded so much, Lord God. Lord God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you would even forgive, Lord God, us from our sins, Lord God. We repent, Lord God, for anything that we've done, said or thought not pleasing in your sight, Lord God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your forgiveness, Lord God. Right now, Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God, for just opening the hearts, Lord God, of those listening, Lord God, right now. Open their hearts, open their minds, open their spirits so that they can realize the power that they have through your name. And if you are in a situation right now where you're in a pit, begin to call in the name of Jesus, for there is power in the name of Jesus. May you have a blessed day, evening, morning, whatever time of day it is. Follow me on Instagram. It's legacy at L-E-G-A-S-E-I. Thank you. Have a wonderful day.
wonderful day.